Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host Chris Allen. And as always off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you taking my podcast, I appreciate it. I'm seeing a nice bump in the numbers. People are going back and watching. I appreciate it. People are watching on YouTube. I appreciate that too. Uh, sorry this is late. I uh, I had some family stuff going on Wednesday. And I go, I should probably just do it Wednesday. But my mind just wasn't in the right space to jump from what I was talking about with my family to doing this, the, uh, the podcast episode. And I was like, I want to try to put out the best thing uh, possible. So I'm not going to do that. And then yesterday I recorded, I had some technical issues, couldn't get into uh, my voice recorder to work. And then my um, final cut pro is acting funny. So now I had to come up with this new plan. Like how am I going to have decent audio without my final cut pro? So I'm wearing this lav mic. Uh, it might sound kind of weird on YouTube, so if you don't like the sound quality on there, please go over to Podbean or Spotify or iTunes, and, and you can listen that way. But damn it, I'm, I finally got it done. I'm doing it. It's Friday, and I'm happy to be here. So, um, all right, so I'll just jump right in. Um for those who don't know, we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are, are going on in his life. Uh, sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. This week, uh, he had his first racial incident where um, it was nothing crazy. He said it was weird, and it was it was kind of racist Not after he thought about it. Because at first, he just was like, well, I just thought it was kind of weird. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. Because whatever my son says, however he felt about it, um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I'm on his side, you know. When he said initially, where he goes, well, I don't really think it was racist, and I go, okay, well, maybe it was just racially insensitive or something. He goes, yeah. I go, do you want an apology? Like, what do you want to do about it? He really didn't want to do much. Uh, so basically. I also would like to give a shout out to this other kid who was there when it happened. And he goes, Hey man, that was kind of racist. You shouldn't say that. You know, I think my son was just so shocked and he had, that had never happened to him. He didn't really know how to react. So I really want to thank those parents for like teaching their kids. Like, Hey, if somebody says something weird to somebody, you gotta, you gotta step up and say something. Um, so yeah, that was his initial reaction. He, he just thought it was weird. Cause he was just like, I don't get it. I'm not African. And, I go, yeah. And we had to let him know, like, hey, there's nothing wrong with being African. We don't know why this kid said it. It could have been because of um, uh, African-American History Month. Uh, why, why the fuck did I say it like that? Black History Month. And he was learning about African-Americans. And he sees you and go, oh, you're African. It's a third grader. It's like, I'm not really quick to call a, a kid a child or racist. They're just. If they're saying weird shit at that age, it's because they're learning it from their parents. But I'm not going to call a third grade kid a racist. Now, unless they're doing stuff, if they're harassing another kid and doing it repeatedly, then that's a, a different situation. Because at that age, it's, it's truly just learned behavior. And they're just copying what they see happening at their home, in their home or in their family. So. So. uh you know, Miles, we we talked to him about it. Let him know it's okay to be African. And what do you want us to do about this? 
you know, we, we, we talked to the teacher and everything, and they finally sat him down. The kid was like, you know what? I should have thought about it before I said it. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. And uh, he felt a lot better about everything. I think the kid felt better, felt better. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, it was just very, very weird. And I'm just, thank God it wasn't something that was, like, way over the top to where I want to go down to the school and really cause a problem. Because, yeah, somebody called my son, you know, a nigga, and it's it's going to be uh, smoke in the city. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and it, it, it just sucks because he was just so confused. He's like, why why am I, uh, why are you calling me African? So, and, and I just think at, the, at this age, this is the time to be having these discussions, man. This is the time to have these discussions about race and being, and, and being sensitive to other people's, uh, this cultures and everything and look you just shouldn't be walking up to people and just saying shit like that to me that's no different than like oh what happened to your arm why are you burned up you know what happened where's your leg it's the, it's the same thing it's just it doesn't need to be said it does not need to be said and uh he like i said i feel better because he he feels good about it and um he did it did take him a couple of days where he goes you know what i think it was kind of racist and i go hey man if that's how you feel that's how you feel i i, I cannot tell you otherwise if you think that if, if you felt it was kind of racist for somebody to say that then it, it was a little racist and they need to know not to say that kind of stuff so but he also knows everybody's uh learning we all make mistakes and uh yeah i don't i don't think he's going to be holding a grudge against the kid or anything like that but uh yeah it's just a very scary thing to to happen you know cuz uh when when you talk about stuff like this it can get blown out of proportion with the telephone game you know and ain't no telling how things can go that that's a, a big fear of mine is some disgruntled upset you know white dad wanting to come up there talking shit and next thing you know it's a real bad situation but um yeah, I think we handled it well. Uh Gannon just very it's just it's just weird, you know, when you when your kid has to experience that for the first time. Uh yeah. I know some people are like it, but it wasn't that bad. It's just like it was bad. It was it it weirded him out. And I, I and I think whenever it happens to your kid, it's just yeah, you you feel for him. Yeah. And what kills me is it's like some people will hear this and go, oh, your kid's just being sensitive and they, you know, they need to stop this and that's the problem. And then typically it's the same person right now that will be compl complaining about CRT or that's not even being taught in schools or that they don't want their kids learning about slavery because it makes them uncomfortable and it makes them feel bad for being white and all this kind of stuff. But they'll tell me that I'm sensitive or my son is sensitive and we need to toughen up while they're quote unquote trying to protect their kids feelings <laughs> i don't know but anyway not anyway but that's the milestone he's doing better um but aside from that he's he let us know that he's he feels great he he feels happy he feels confident he, and he feels accomplished so that's that's how he's been doing that was a little weird for him but uh yeah and i i, I just gotta uh, except the fact that like this is just the beginning <laughs> we're gonna run into all type of shit so uh 
not pleasant, but luckily it wasn't anything too crazy for the first time. So, all right. Well, um, I've been listening to a lot of 90s hip hop lately. A lot of 90s. I just, I don't know why it's been going back. I've been trying to write about my, uh, childhood and growing up and i think that's what it is i've been going back just listening to a lot of 90s and uh a little 2000s but a lot of 90s uh hip-hop and more specifically east coast hip-hop uh gotta i gotta be honest not a big fan of southern or west coast music growing up a little a little bit of uh i fuck with i fuck with death row i fuck with death row records that was my introduction to the West, but uh, but other than like uh, like Mac Ten and all of, all those cats, anything from the Bay, I really wasn't uh, rocking with it. Uh, definitely not anybody from the South in the nineties. A little, a little bit, a little bit of um. Why am I drawing a blank, man? Why am I drawing a blank? Outcast, Jesus. A little bit of outcast. I, I don't know what it was. I just used to have just these. Nope. I would just do that. Everybody would go, "Oh, we listening to this," and I would go, "I don't want to listen to it." And people, people were like, "Why you? Why do you do this?" This is I don't know, man. Y'all all like it. That therefore, I just don't want to listen to it. I had nothing against outcast or anything like that. I just just didn't do it because everybody else liked it. <laughs> but there were and 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 I was one of those people like. I would hear the shit on the radio and be like, damn, I do like this, but I can't really, I can't go back now. I've been too uh, vocal about not listening to it. But so just a little bit of Outkast, a, a little bit of Death Row, Dre and uh, Snoop. And I really didn't venture out too much from that circle. A little bit of Corrupt, you know, but nothing. I was, I, You know what? I got to say, I have never bought like a Corrupt album or a tape or a CD so to be honest, not really. Just Dre, Snoop, and people who featured on their shit. But I never bought anybody. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did I buy? Any? I did not. No. But anyway, I've been listening to a lot of East Coast shit, man. And I forgot how big of a fan of uh, Big L I was, man, or am. Big L was dope, man. Big L was that dude, man. I, he just he was just so he was funny witty he could tell a story uh he had a dope voice uh he could freestyle it's just man just clever and i know jay-z looked up to him and unfortunately man before he could sign the rockefeller he got killed man but big l was that dude man um when uh big l the big picture came out in 2000 the 98 freestyle Ask Beavis because I get nothing but head or some shit like that. I remember first hearing that and it blew my mind. Ask Beavis, I get nothing but head. I was like, ah, we thought that was so dope. <laughs> yeah, Big L was uh, Big L was that dude, man. Was that guy? Um, also, I've been going back listening to a lot of Wu Tang, a lot of Wu Tang, and here's a question. For any of y'all Wu-Tang heads out there. I want to know from all my Wu-Tang fans. Where do y'all rank Shadow Boxing? Is it a top five song or is it a top ten song? I got to say, I think it's a top five. 
shadow boxing is just is so dope I, I, the beat method man is just they, their voices just click with the beat and i hadn't listened to the shadow boxing in a, in a long time and i realized after all these years i still listen to that song the same way i used to when it first came out you hear meth i hear meth verse i'm like damn that shit hot i gotta rewind it i rewind it and I'm like, man, that nigga spitting. And then Jizzle come on. You like, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Then you gotta rewind it again. Once his verse get done, you gotta rewind it. Run it back to the beginning. And then listen to the whole thing through. And then listen through it the whole thing through again. I after all these years, I still do that shit. It's it's that double to me. I gotta hear both verses again. And then the whole thing twice. Um, so yeah, let me know where y'all where do y'all rank that? Top five or top ten? I think it's top five. I think it's top five. Um uh, also I hadn't heard the what in a long time. The track with Big and uh Meth on his first album. Uh that's that's one of the dopest hip hop songs of all time. Both of their verses so nasty. They spitting bars. Bar every line is dope. The beat is crazy. It's just, it's one of my favorite hip hop songs, rap songs of all time. It's just it's just hip hop at its purest form, man. It's just I love that track. If you haven't listened to it in a long time, go back and listen to the what. That shit is so nasty. All right, um, Moving ahead, I I uh, I want to talk about this John Morant uh, John Morant situation. It's just look number one. I want to say about John Morant. I, John Morant. I do not condone what he did. He did some dumb shit. But we've all been young. We all we've all done dumb shit. But we all haven't been super talented, rich and dumb at the same time. All right, this dude can live the lifestyle that he's always wanted to. A lot of us, us cats, yeah, cats, we look up to these hip-hop dudes, these rappers. Yeah, of course you're going to get the chains. Of course you're going to get the guns. You, you're you going to do it. What man in here, what, what man would honestly tell me? All right, I don't care who the fuck you are. If you like hip-hop and you own a gun, at some point in time, if you're responsible, you wait till nobody home, nigga. You take your shirt off. You put on your favorite fucking song. You go upstairs. You get your gun. You get your guns. And nigga, you fucking rap to the music with your guns. Running to the bathroom mirror, looking at yourself, all type of shit. Don't act like you don't. You've never done that shit. <laughs> and if you haven't. You ain't a gun owner and you don't like hip hop. Cause you nigga nigga, you best believe. <laughs> There's been times where I, I'm listening to some Dolph or some shit and I'm like, I got an AR-15. Nobody's here. Man, let me go get my shit. <laughs> and you start playing. Safely. But we've done come on, man. We've all done it. We all done that shit. But not at a club. But all I'm saying is we we've all done we've all done dumb shit, um. But 
if you notice, man, nobody's coming to his defense, really. Like these these gun people, these same people that will praise a Kyle Rittenhouse, the same guys that will praise a Kyle Rittenhouse will tell you exactly everything that John Morant did wrong the, from the moment he woke up, how many laws he broke, all that shit, what he could have, what he should have been doing, all that. They're not going to give that this man any slack. But Kyle Rittenhouse, they don't give a fuck about the multi- multiple times he could have took his ass home. Nope. They want to focus on the, he had to protect himself. Fuck all the other shit. This whole time, they would always preach about gun safety, knowing the laws. Kyle Rittenhouse, they don't give a fuck about none of that. If anything, you bring it up during that time, they'll tell you how it's a bunch of bullshit. And all laws do is get people killed because you're a good guy. And all, all the laws do is, is, is take the, the, the guns out of the good guy's hands. <laughs> why, why can't John Morant break some laws and protect himself? Y'all not going to come to his defense? And then to act like it's the most disgusting thing ever and they, they can't believe it. It's just like, why do y'all, y'all people... People hold athletes to a higher standard of behavior than, than politicians. They'll talk about how irresponsible John Moran is, how he has uh, the responsibility of his organization. He's a role model. He's got to think about his, um, his investments. He's got to think about the, the, his contracts. All that shit. He needs to be quiet. He needs to do it. He, he's he's got to live up to these expectations. Why can't he do what he wants to do? Remember Gina Carano? She worked for Disney when she was on The Mandalorian. She got told multiple times, hey, you got to stop with this, these anti-Semitic, these weird-ass tweets, man. You got to stop. People came to her defense for that. She should be able to say what she, wanted, what she wants to say. She should be able to do this and that. Why can't they separate? How come y'all, they can't separate John Moran's personal life from that? Why should, why should he lose uh, his endorsements? Why should he get suspended? That's his personal life. Y'all not coming to his defense. If anything, you you want to hold his feet to the fire. And the politicians, we've all seen it in the last four or five years. All the ads and all the guns in the, in the, in the political ads, all the verbal rhetoric, all the gun rhetoric, all the violent rhetoric, January 6th. That's our normal political discourse. But this black dude with a gun, we we can't have that. And that's something too. Look, just because you're a black dude with a gun, that doesn't make you a bad person. In this instance, him having this gun in the club, yes, very stupid. But a lot of times, man, and, and good black people, y'all see black people with guns and y'all get nervous. It's oh, y'all need to stop this. It's okay to have a gun if you're black. It's okay to own a gun. And I understand a lot of these people come from communities where guns have done nothing but harm in their community so the idea of having a gun isn't they don't like it but we also have to teach the younger generation of black people and black hey it is okay to have a gun it is okay to lawfully own a weapon black people black man plus gun does not equal bad all the time we gotta stop that shit we, I mean, it, it, there's there are people just afraid to own a gun, like just they're just afraid. If I have one, then this is gonna happen to me. That's not always the that's not the case. We should we should be owning guns. 
But you'll see. No, nobody, nobody's really coming to his defense. <laughs> but yeah, he he's he's got to stop. He's he's got to stop, man. Uh, but I also understand he's a grown man. He's going to make his decisions and he's going to learn either way. He's going to learn either the hard way or he's going to learn, uh, I guess, the easy way. <laughs> yeah. So he's just young and stupid. And hopefully he can he can fix his behavior before it gets out of hand. Because, you know, they're, I mean, he, he does live in Memphis. And we all know that's a wild ass city right now. And it's just it's just certain people that see that kind of shit. And be looking for smoke. So, yes, it's like, hey, man, you you living a dream, man. You got to, I I get it. I, I, I get it, man. You want to have fun. And the thing is, you got enough money to where if you really want to live that kind of lifestyle or at least the appearance of that lifestyle, you can have that look in a controlled environment. You can do that shit. You don't really need to be out in the wild with that shit. If you if you if you really want that 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 aesthetic for your life, you can do it and you can do it safely. I mean that's that's the benefit of having money. I mean you can you can be the biggest fake dope boy you want to right now, but why? But anyway, all right. So I got oh shit two more things and I'll get out of here, man. All right. I saw this speaking of Memphis, right? I saw this video a few days ago with this rapper. His name was Finesse Two Times. I think he's a dope rapper. I really like his voice. He's just he's dope. Check him out, Finesse Two Times. But there's a video of him gifting someone who allegedly did ten years uh, in prison for him, not snitching. He's gifting this dude five thousand dollars and a bunch of sneakers and some sweatsuits and, and shit. And it's like, yeah, that's like we take care of the fam. You know, when he fresh out. And this dude was like, yeah, this is day one, man. He, and look, you get out of jail, even not out of jail. You walk out of your house and somebody hand you $5,000 in a, a new wardrobe. That's dope. But uh, maybe there's more to come. <laughs> but after 10 years, somebody give me uh, $5,000 and some sneakers and a, a couple of Nike Tech su- uh, sweatsuits for being loyal. I'll be like, nah, bro, this, I need a little bit more than that. I don't know if you ever watch Sopranos, but there's a scene where Ralphie, Ralphie's horse wins, and uh, he told Tony, he was like, I'm going to give you a cut, Anthony. And they had won before, and he gave Tony X amount of money, and this time Tony wanted more money. So when Ralphie was putting the money in his hand, Tony just kept his hand out, and Ralphie was just like, oh, shit. And he just kept peeling off money. That's exactly what I would have done. I would have told them. I just would have picked that five thousand, and just kept my hand out until I felt it was heavy enough. I go, yeah. I, I think I think fifty thousand as a starter for today w- will work. But uh, look, man, these young fellas got to know, man. These streets is lying to you, man. I I can't go to jail for anybody, uh, uh, you know, unless unless you do something to my family with some street shit, man. I'm snitching, one hundred percent. And if I'm going to if I'm going to jail for anybody, you're talking at, at least five million a year, at least five million a year. If I did 10, 10 years for somebody, I need at least 50 million dollars when I walk out. 
That's a lot of fucking jerking off. That's a lot of radiator sandwiches. That's a lot of fights. That's a lot of just, that's just too much bullshit for 10 years. Too much. Now look, like I said, you day one, somebody hand you $5,000 and, and, and some fresh outfits. Hey, I appreciate that. But man, there better be more. I thought the nigga was going to give him the Rolls Royce truck, the Rolls Royce truck. Cause he's like, yo, who got the keys to the Rolls Royce? I was to the Rolls. I was like, oh shit, he about to get this dude a Rolls Royce truck. Nope, he popped the trunk to give him sneakers out of that truck. And look, I, I couldn't do ten years. Come to your house and look at all this shit you got, and you hand me up a few bags. I, I would feel a certain kind of way, man. But <laughs> that's just me. I'm not a street dude. And lastly, um. Look, I don't, uh, the Chris Rock thing, I really don't like to critique other comedians' work, especially people who are bigger than me. So I'll just say this. I was really looking forward to the special. To me, it wasn't his best work. I felt like they were doing, he was doing way too much. He was trying to be super young, super hip. The outfit was wild. It's like, nigga, you are too old for white jeans and that outfit. He did. He just seemed out of his element. He didn't sound like Chris Rock. I wanted. To, I, I just. I, I expected more. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Um. Yeah. I. I. I think. I think it was. It was just a. A lot. And I. I applaud him for trying some new shit. But it's just like you got to try. Uh, you. It's like you, you. You change. You can't change everything. You can't change at all. It, it was a lot. He, he seemed overwhelmed, uh, n- nervous, which I, I can. Uh, hey, I get it. It's Netflix live. It's never been done before. And that's what I mean. It's just like it was a lot. The pre-show before it was just it was too much to me. It just didn't seem like it was it was going to be focused really on comedy. And I, f- I feel like it, it was all that was to do what he did for the last. What, 10 minutes or so? And the Will and Jada stuff, it was funny and it got weird. It, it it really did. It did. Look, there was a lot of venom in that shit. And and my wife, I watched that with her, and she goes, "I don't like this shit." And I can agree, but I also have to go. Hey, that man was humiliated and emasculated and slapped in front of millions of people on TV, and we all made fun of him. It, 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 it had to be the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to him uh, is like, like I said emasculating so I feel like he had, he's entitled to have an outburst now you can say what you want to say about the jokes or why he got slapped and all that kind of stuff I mean but to making something physical that doesn't need to be that's pretty wild so Two wrongs don't make a right, but I feel like he was at least entitled to his response to it. Uh, like the slave shit, I felt like like that's a bit much because you're so fucking mad. Like I can see how that could be funny if you weren't so mad about it, because it's like, damn, you really that you was that mad that you want to put this man in the slave? Yeah, that I can see how you can make that 
funny when you're really over it and you worked it out and you really had a fleshed out bit or something like that. But I mean, to say that it was just kind of like, man, that's a that's a that's that's a bit much. But hey, I'm not the one that 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 that, that happened to. Um, if people don't like it, they got the right to be mad. Uh, apparently, uh, Will Smith said that he was hurt and embarrassed by what uh, what Chris Rock said. And you know what? Maybe maybe this will bring them together. You you you, you never know. But um, yeah, I it just it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I feel like yeah, I feel like he was trying to do way too much, and he was still really hurt, but entitled to his outburst. Uh, I feel like if if he continued to talk about them and call them bitches and shit like that, I would go okay. Now it's getting to be a bit a bit much. Like you said your piece once, and you're either gonna move on from it and forget about it and never talk to him about it or work it out, or you are gonna work it out and maybe y'all can be friends and but we, I don't know. But yeah, I just. <laughs> I, I, I really, I can understand people being upset, but can they really be mad at him? I mean, for what he said, <laughs> he got slapped. I don't know. It, it, I, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with me. It's about them three, uh, and it's really about Will and Jada. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to judge too harshly because I am not in that situation, and it's easy for all of us to say, what he could have did, what he should have did, what she should have done is we could all do that to the cows come home. So until we're in that situation, it's it's we can have an opinion, but we don't know what we what we would do. But uh, but all right. So there's a show. That's a show. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Allen Comedy. Uh, I'll be in the Bahamas at the end of next month. I'm really, really excited. That's happening. I want to say like April 21st to like May, April 22nd to oh, let me. Just, I got a calendar right here. I have a calendar. I'm also gonna be in. Uh, I'll be in Cincinnati. Uh, let me pull up this calendar. Here we go. March 31st, I'll be in Cincinnati at uh, the Comet doing comedy down there for my man Wayne Mimmit. He's got a dope show, a rocket, ship, rocket Ship Comedy. Check that out. Um, April 1st, I'll be in Columbus doing two Don't Tell shows. So if you live in Columbus, you want to see me, I'll be there. I want to say it's in the short north. And then um, I'm saying this wrong. I got it backwards. Damn it. That Friday, March 31st, I'll be in columbus at the uh at the don't tell shows that's what i'll be in columbus two shows and then saturday i'll be in cincinnati rocket shit comedy at the comet in cincinnati and then sunday april 2nd i'll be at the back in columbus at the attic comedy club headlining there and my boy henry phillips is going to be featuring so uh yeah so March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd, it'll be Cincinnati, Colum- Columbus, Cincinnati, then Columbus. And then April 24th through April 6th, I'll be in um, the Bahamas at Joker's Comedy Club. So, all right, there's a show. That's a show. I'm out. Peace. Don't forget to like and subscribe.